3: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? This is vSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown. Live from Phoenix,
4: the site of Super Bowl 57 on vSIN, the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back, Veasan. Final countdown rolling along live from downtown Phoenix, Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. Coming up, just four days away. Eagles, Chiefs going head to head. Philadelphia sitting pretty steady, so one and a half point favorite. Total 51. We will discuss plenty of the game coming up throughout the course of the next hour. But Matt Brown, who's holding it down in Vegas for us, he and I will be swapping places yes. later this evening. Still hoping that I have an airport run-in with you. Something we only glossed over a little bit in hour one that I need to discuss with you a little bit because you know how devastated I have been by the Brock Purdy injury and how much I just felt for him as a player getting this golden opportunity and having it ripped away by a single play in the NFC championship. A lot of the projections with that UCL injury and the recovery were that it was going to be six months to potentially even a year needing Tommy John. Apparently, Ian Rappaport coming out there saying he will undergo surgery to repair the UCL, but is expected to make a full recovery and be ready for training camp. So as a 49ers fan, as somebody who wants good things for this young man, super excited to hear that news.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I have played operation before, and I can't even imagine, like, getting surgery on your elbow and being back in that amount of time. But again, maybe the look, the advancements in everything is so incredible and is happening at such a rapid pace that there might be some sort of new way to do these different little things to where I don't even know what typical recovery time is anymore. I mean, Achilles injuries obviously used to be like devastating. You're out for two years and now guys are back in nine months. And so uh, I think that there's probably just evolution in the way that these things get handled. So uh, shocking to me for sure. I don't know if you're jumping up and down if you're a 49ers fan, to be honest. I mean, it's a it is still like the last pick in the entire draft coming back off of major arm surgery. So there's that that you might want to consider whenever you're you know either choosing to back or to fade the 49ers when it comes to next football season. But, I mean, for you, good news at least. You, you at least have an idea of what your quarterback room is going to look like.
3: Well, yeah, and for me, it's not necessarily like, oh, yeah, Mr. Relevant's going to come out and be the next Tom Brady. That's not where I'm coming from. I'm more just, so just happy that he has the opportunity to compete for it and to be in a position where, you know, he will ideally, according to Rap Sheet at least, be in a position come training camp that he can give it a go and try. I think at the end of the day, the 49ers as an organization very badly want Trey Lance to be healthy and to work out and to be the X factor and all of those things. I am still sad that shanahan came out so early and said in so many words that there was no way shape or form that he viewed jimmy garoppolo as somebody that was going to return to the organization this coming year i, I think that was I, I mean he said that last year too and then look, look what happened i don't think that'll be the case obviously this year because there are more quarterback needy teams and he's not i mean he's at the place right now where he's not going to be needing an entire off season to get healthy for an injury because while he is coming off injuries would have been able to potentially be an option if they were to make the Super Bowl. I just wish, though, that we had, we, they, that the San Francisco 49ers, Matt, (laughs) had somebody in that position that that could make things happen because it's a team that this is such a good window for them. And defensively, they've been so impressive. They constantly feel like they're a quarterback away. And then – things like this happen. Yeah.
5: I mean, look, they are the third shot right now at DraftKings for the 2024 Super Bowl. I think that number is absurd. It is Chiefs 550, Bills 7 to 1, and then the Niners as seven and a half. Again, this is a team that does not know who's going to be playing quarterback for them next year. And they are better than the Eagles and the Bengals and the Cowboys and Chargers and whatever and all like all these different teams. I think the number is just just silly. Cartoon stuff there, and uh, I would never in a million years recommend anyone, anyone to put their money down there on the 49ers at seven and a half to one. I think it's absolutely crazy. I mean, if you look, again, the quarterback's position is the most important position in the NFL. You cannot win without a good quarterback, and you're sitting here with a guy that, yes, a few good games, but there was a reason why he fell to the last pick in the entire draft and was one name away from getting said, but not, not getting drafted. At all, and there was something that someone saw along the way. Oh, actually, not someone. Every team saw along the way that it just wasn't good enough to. to I'm not going to
3: take the Brock Purdy slander to spin
5: the high draft I pick can't on do him. it. I'm sorry, this just it's just <laughs> the way that it is. Like they're seven and a half to one. You have to admit is just absolutely silly.
3: No. I 100% agree. I would not be doing, if if I was betting a future right now, that's not where I would go. But I'm not taking the Brock Purdy slander, okay? (laughs) We're not doing this. He's going to be healthy and out there for training camp. If you heard another laugh, it's because we have a tremendous guest who is joining us here live from downtown Phoenix. Former NFL running back, league MVP, spent nearly a decade with the Seahawks, Sean Alexander. The most ridiculous resume in the <laughs> land, mind you. You must just be the belle of the ball here this week.
2: Yeah, we're having a good time. <laughs> we're having a good time. This is uh, this has been uh, great. I mean, the Super Bowl is so wonderful, and uh, Meteor Row is just such an exciting, fun time. Whenever you see everybody all excited about football and, uh, you know, had the fortune to have a good time playing the, the greatest sport in the world.
3: Is it? kind of cool to be in an event like this where you get to just reconnect with whether it's like old players and teammates or coaches that are running around here, see people that you otherwise wouldn't get to?
2: Yeah, you're seeing players, coaches, even old media people. And I was like, oh, man, what's going on? I just saw Michael Smith and I was like, man, I remember when he started. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, so it's just going around and just sharing uh, sharing some of the great things about this great sport that we got to play. My
3: co-host Matt Brown is, is holding it down in Vegas. But while we are coming off 49ers conversation, I, I know we got to talk Super Bowl with you obviously but might as well talk NFC West and the Seattle Seahawks because I think everyone was shocked at what Geno Smith was able to come out there and do this year.
2: I mean you you, you see Geno, Geno had confidence in himself. I mean like that's a part of it. You know, you you gotta be willing to bet on yourself sometimes and he he just did and you know, you had uh, Kenneth Walker come in, fabulous freshman year, uh, rookie year. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, you watch him play, and he just he just did some things really, really well. So it, it came together. Defense. I mean, you, you know, you get that many rookies playing together, the offensive line, and some safe, some DBs and linebackers. Um, it just turned out really well. They they played above their head, and now that's the new norm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so they got a chance to be pretty special. Get a couple more good draft picks this year, and you know, look out. Sean, before we talk to you about what
5: you're what you're on the desk to, to talk to us here about, I have to ask you, listen, you were an absolute stud in the NCAA and the Madden games, and it was uh, very fun to be able to play with a, a team that you were on and be able to use you. Did you, did, did you, when you were playing these games, I assume you had to play as yourself, right? I mean, like, is, is that how that works? You can't play as someone else, right? I mean, like,
2: you, you play as Undefeated. yourself. You have to. Undefeated. I was trying to be offense and defense too. You know? like it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like when you're a little, when you're a little kid and you're playing the games, you're like, oh, I'll be so and so, and like it's really you out there, you know. So, so that becomes really, really special. Now. The, you know, the EA Sports um, family has been really, really good to me. You know, being uh, the first guy to be on both the cover the college and the pro uh, Madden game was uh, was just awesome. And I'm still like the hidden character. Like people don't know that, but I'm the hidden character when you when you play long enough in the Madden game. So so even this generation now is like, oh man, Alexander, I, pl- I played with you in the video game. I'm <laughs> like,
3: Unlocked, Sean Alexander. There
2: it is. There it <laughs> is. You know, so it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Those video games were special.
3: So you're fortunately you were never mad about your rating. Nah. <laughs> nah. Everybody nowadays, I feel like it's, it's such a big deal if they're slighted in the Madden rating. Everybody freaks out.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know like what the ratings are, but uh, someone was like, Hey, well, you're 99. I'm like, I'm, Sure, I was. You know, what I mean, but if I wasn't, then I would be mad. <laughs> but, but being on the cover kind of balances um, all that out. You know? <laughs> you
3: know? Yes, absolutely. To you, who's the best uh, running back in the NFL active player right now? Who's that guy?
2: Uh, you know, I'm I'm a little biased because Derrick Henry is like my nephew. You know, and so and so you know, so he's there. But then you know, I, I love Nick Chubb, and he was he's coached by Stump Metro, who coached me. Um, you know, at Alabama, Dalvin Cook is a great running back. You know, so they're they're just you know there's there's some good players around. There's probably about six guys that still carry it to 25 times like I like it. Sean,
5: tell us about the the great work that you and crew do with the Professional Leadership Program that really focuses on on the five F's.
2: Yeah, you know, um, it's really started like, you know, I didn't explain it well back in the day, but Roger asked me, hey, what do you do with the Blairs and the, the, the Bama guys? And I said, I teach them how to master the 5S, fame, family, friends, finances, and the future. You know, um, fame is really about identity, and you don't really know who you are. It's hard to be talked about or handle that. And so I just kind of walk guys through what's it mean to know who you are? And so then we can talk about family. You know, who, 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 what's the wife of your dreams? What's the kids that you want to have? What's the culture of your family? Who's responsible for you and who are you accountable to? Then we can have those kind of conversations, which then takes you to the ecosystem, your friends, and whether it's an agent or your next door neighbor. But when everybody has those roles correctly, then we can talk about finances. A lot of times you see, like, a lot of NFL players, are broke or financially stressed. And it's like, oh man, throw a financial program at them. It's like, it doesn't matter what program you put at them. If they feel like they're responsible to take care of everybody, it ain't gonna work. And I can finally get them to the future which is about legacy. What's a real legacy? What's it mean to be a community influencer? And uh, I partnered with a great group, Stand Together Foundation, 700 of the most bi- successful businessmen and women in the country, and they're, they're willing to put their money and their, their wisdom behind anybody that's willing to do good. And so I've been partnering them with the NFL and doing some stuff with Cafe Momentum in the, the food trucks and the big dinners we're doing with kids in the juvenile justice system. We're trying to turn upside down how do we treat people and how do we love people and how do we take everybody's good and make it great.
3: I hate that we only have about a minute left here, but if you could just quickly, like, how did that passion develop for you to want to be a mentor and be that?
2: I just believe in it. I see, like, I see the success what happens with, you know, when fathers being around and my dad was not necessarily around in my house, but I had some great men around me, and I see what happens with great mamas, and usually mamas are a little bit easier to find, but when you get great men around, uh, around people, then usually identity and focus and uh, direction usually happens and it happens at a high level.
3: Really, really special. What you guys are doing? Eagles or Chiefs? Come Sunday, who you got?
2: Jalen Hurst, Devonte Smith.
3: Oh, here
2: come them bamboo boys. How did I know? How
3: would <laughs> I know? Bryce Young going number one. What you got?
2: I would, I, uh, I, I would take Bryce. Mm, I would. Okay. I would. All
3: right. Sean Alexander, everybody, former NFL MVP, Seahawks legend, could not appreciate you more. Uh, we're gonna step aside. More live action from Radio Row coming at you on and Final Countdown next.
0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown. Live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on v the sports
6: betting network. Rolling along here, v Final
3: Countdown live from the site of Super Bowl 57. We're at Radio Row and the big game needs big coverage from the sports betting network. Of course, Visa Final Countdown is hanging out here, but the Lombardi line, Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, he's given his pregame game insights you're not gonna wanna miss come game day. Special editions of Follow the Money with Polly Howard and Mitch Moss. A numbers game with Gil Alexander tackling the last-second line moves on the biggest game of the year and an even deeper dive into props. As if we could, There's thousands of props out there. Of course, we're giving you all the information you need. Legendary sports broadcaster, the man, the myth, the legend, Brent Musburger is going to tell you how he's betting the big game as well on Countdown to Kickoff. Big game Sunday starts at 10 a.m. Eastern right here on v the sports betting network. Rolling along here, Stormy Bonantoni in Phoenix. Matt Brown in our Las Vegas studio and on the desk with us, the one and only Jeff Schwartz. Eight year NFL veteran for Panthers, Vikings, Chiefs, Giants, now doing all the analyst broadcasting work with Sirius XM and yes. I mean you just do you ever stop is my question. You're like Fox Bet yeah. doing it just, the list goes on and on.
7: I guess I guess I I don't like quiet time. Like I don't like like I don't do well with idle time, put it like that. Okay. So like I like working. I like having activities. I like moving, and I, I just don't like sitting still. And having, I don't. I'm like the Aaron Rodgers four-day retreat thing. <laughs> That's in, not in, for in, you. No, no, no absolutely not. No dark room with just one food and, and, hole and,
3: and, coming and, and, through for you. No, the food
7: hole. The food hole. I'd be up for <laughs> the rest of it. No, like I like. And people with kids are like, yeah, it's time for four days. No, I just I can't do it. I need like the, a little bit of noise in my life. I can't sit still.
3: Well, I appreciate because, and Matt, I'll have you know when Jeff walked in earlier today. Um, he goes, yeah, I'm pretty excited. You know, I'm not usually, I'm not doing my usual media rounds here. I'm yes. keeping it a little low key and I go, oh, so you're not going to come on my show later, but he did it. I, so I'm, I'm here. So I'm, in, yes. you busy.
7: I'm glad to be here. This is fun. Yeah. This, you guys have a beautiful set here. I mean, you got one of the bigger sets. Like it's, it's very, uh, you guys like you made it, you have arrived.
3: <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. I want you to jump in.
7: Yeah, Joe, I, I love when we get offensive linemen on the
5: show because we can talk about one of the things that I think gets ignored a lot. You know, we of course, it's flashy to talk about Hurts and Mahomes and all the wide receivers and different things like that in this game. But really, you you take a look at this line for the Eagles, and we just want to get your opinion. I mean, you look across. It's five dudes that are all, you know, top ten at their position. They've had unbelievably awesome seasons. We've seen this defensive line from the Chiefs really come on towards the second half of the season. How do you expect this Eagles line to hold up against what the Chiefs are going to throw at them here, and do you expect to see just kind of much of the same that we saw all year with them?
7: I, I think it's much of the same. Now The Chiefs can schematically do some things that maybe take away. What I would do is I would I would try to have Jalen Hurts keep the ball as much as possible to avoid the Eagles offensive line doing most of the work. If, if you make Hurts keep the ball in those zone reads and have that ball pushed out wider, you kind of mitigate that, that offensive line, right? So I would do that if I was Kansas. It doesn't mean the Eagles will comply with that, but I would try to make Hurts keep the ball as, as much as possible. Because you're in a, look, you're in a bad spot. Like, Chris Jones, obviously, is really good. But, like, you know, the other D-tackle's okay. The Eagles' offensive line is going to, like, I, you don't want to be in a spot where they're going to maul you all game. Like, you have to try to avoid that. And by avoiding that, you make Hurts keep the ball. You're good on first down. Like, get him a third and long. So, like, there's ways to kind of mitigate the offense. Like Because, I hope the Chiefs win. I'm a Chiefs fan. But the Eagles offensive line kind of gets rolling. They're just not going to win that game. Like It's not what the Chiefs are built to stop. They're going to have to pressure a lot. They're going to have to move a lot. Um, it's, a, it's a tough task, man. You're going to have to hope that things kind of break your way.
3: Can you give me a little like insider perspective on what makes the chemistry up front for the Eagles so special, yeah. Like especially Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey and the way that they yeah. go together?
7: Yeah, when Lane's jumping offsides all the time, right? Yeah. But is, everyone complains is it offsides? That. But that's no. what everybody
3: keeps saying. No, there's,
7: there's a thing that Kelsey does. It, it's not offsides. Um, he, Kelsey helps with that a little bit. Um, so I, I think it starts with, with Jason, right? Like when you have someone who's played that long for so many years that you trust implicitly when he says something or when you've. Talk throughout the week when you game plan, you just trust the guy next to you so much, right? And you get in games, and, and nothing that you see in a game is different than you've practiced, and that, that's a big part of it. So you get in a game, you start just playing fast, playing with confidence, and it starts from that center position. It goes outward like that. Obviously, the amount of football that Lane has seen and, and Jason has seen has definitely helped out Aland Dickerson, right, or Jordan Mulata who's new to new to the game. Like those, it, it just it all plays a role. So when you get there Sunday. There's nothing that, that Lane and Jason have won a Super Bowl for. Like, right? there's nothing they're gonna see that is that's gonna be odd to them, right? And, and look, the Chiefs side you have Joe Tooney, who won with the Patriots, and Wiley, I believe, did not play in the Chiefs Super Bowl. It's so Like, you have four guys in Kansas City who have never kind of been in this environment before. The, the Eagles have those guys; like, they've been in this spot before. And when you have your center being there, it just makes it. Run so much smoother. Obviously, Hurts has talked about that comfort level he has with with uh, with with uh, Jason as well. Plus the versatility that Kelsey brings out there too. So uh, it's no surprise they're as good as they are with uh, with Kelsey Manning everything. If we look at this game, what would be, in your
5: opinion, the most shocking outcome? Would it be a Chiefs blowout or an Eagles blowout
7: or an incredibly low-scoring yes. game or an incredibly high-scoring no, game? Like no, it'd be a Chiefs. It would be a Chiefs blowout. Um, Look, I hate saying, like, in the Super Bowl that someone's definitively better than someone else because if I say that the Eagles' offensive line is better than the Chiefs' offensive line, the Chiefs' offensive line has two all pros. They have an all pro at at left guard and center. Like, so, like, and Andrew Wiley is their worst offensive lineman. He'd be better... Than 15 other starting offensive linemen, like in the NFL, like, he's a good offensive lineman. If I say that you know the Chiefs' defensive line is not as good, as, they have Chris Jones. Like they don't have a bad defensive line. Frank Clark, I think, is second or third all time in sacks in the playoffs. Like they have a good defensive line too. They have a, they have a good secondary. It's young. It's not like the Eagles, but the Eagles are better on the offensive defensive lines. They're better on defense. Um, you know they're better on special teams, which is a big part that we don't really talk about. The Chiefs' special teams this year has been a ooh, punt return been a roller coaster this year. Um, So I think it would be a Chiefs blowout. Like, the Eagles have to turn the ball over a bunch for that to happen, in my opinion. I don't see that happening in this game. So that, to me, would be the – look, low-scoring game, no, it's a Super Bowl. I mean, sometimes you come out tight, you come out slow, you miss a field goal, you have a weird fumble here and there. Like, there's reasons games could be low-scoring, long drives, things like that. Um, So to me, a Chiefs blowout, anything over than, like, Chiefs winning by seven, to me, would be surprising. Mm
3: I know uh, earlier you mentioned there is a prop in this game that you love. What is it?
7: It's Noah Gray over 12 and a half receiving yards. He's a Chiefs second tight end. And the reason why I like this is I think the Chiefs are going to have to do a lot of screens in this game. The Eagles know that also, right? And who do you key on screens? You key the running back, Travis Kelsey. You don't key the backup tight end, right? And and the Chiefs use their tight – they're so versatile, right? I mean, if if Mahomes is completing the ball nine or ten guys in a game, like, that's what they do. And – you added Noah Gray now. So all the all the attention's Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey running back. Boom! Here's Noah Gray. Throw the ball to him. Gets right upfield. So there's many options for him to get, you know, to have these receiving yards. Also, they run a bunch of 13 personnel. Again, all eyes on Travis Kelsey. Here's Noah Gray. So to me, that's a great option. 12 and a half yards. I mean, that's that's one screen pass for them. So to me, look, everyone's gonna bet the Watson over and the Kelsey's over, all those things. But to me, great 12 and a half yards. It's one one screen reception for for uh, for him to get at some point in this game. I like that one.
5: Jeff, everybody is talking about, obviously, they should, Travis Kelsey and and him and Mahomes and the way that they connect and the way that they have that kind of almost seems otherworldly understanding of where to go whenever Mahomes is is running around in circles and things like that. But, you know, I can only imagine the Eagles defense is going to try and and key in on him is – is he defensible? Is the way that they use him and the way they utilize him is it defensible? Like is there a way that we talk about this on Monday and it's like Travis Kelsey only's got three catches for thirty
7: yards? it's possible, but the Chiefs do so many things to make sure that he gets open. So one thing they do is they you know, they have those those one by three formations, right, where Kelsey's alone on one side and three other guys. And that's very obvious tell. If you put two guys on Kelsey, it's very obvious to see that leaves more room over here on the wide side of the field where you have less guys. Defenses kinda don't want to be in that situation, right? They don't want to be outmanned to the field. And we see all those times where Travis Kelsey has that little short motion, he kind of just walking, and walking, and walking. Well that's because you, you can't jam him or double him, right? If he's moving like that. How, how do you double him? Do you in and out guys? It makes it tough. So that gets him on the move, right? And so there's, you can say you and go in a game. I want to double Travis Kelsey, but then you have to find it practically to happen in a game. And the Chiefs do a good job of making sure formationally that doesn't happen as much. And then two, they don't, Travis Kelsey doesn't always run the route that's called. So it's harder to defend someone when he just runs to the open space. It's like, go get open. The, the, the touchdown pass against the Bengals, he just runs a corner and that just returns. Like he just opens back up like that's not on the, the the play sheet. And so, how do you defend that? Like you were in the right position, you be a like, great job. You're in the you covered the corner, but then boom, he pops back out, touchdown pass. So you can draw everything up well, and then Kelsey can still beat you.
3: Real quick, because um, you obviously and your brother yeah. both played in the league, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, yes. so unique in already just to have a sibling yeah. that plays in the league let alone you both have Super Bowls now you both are yeah. playing in a Super Bowl how cool is that from a family oh, side of things it's going
7: to be super awesome I and mean, their parents like how cool is it for their parents Like, how proud their parents have to be that both their kids are playing in Super Bowl they're both going to be Hall of Fame players as well um, it's going to be super cool as a parent like you can't you can't lose but you can also like it's just like it's it's a great spot to be in like and and they also already have a Super Bowl right so like if one loses you don't feel like as bad because they both already have that they already they both have their ring already so you don't feel as bad as a parent they've already experienced success at least one time
3: I love it mama Kelsey says just rooting for whoever's on offense great stuff thank you Jeff Schwartz check out the Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you podcast at Jeff Schwartz It's the GEOFF though don't you forget don't mess it up don't mess it up
4: This is vSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown. Live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on vSIN, the sports betting network.
3: Championship game is set. We are just four days away from Chiefs Eagles, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Win big with tons of specials on February 12th, like the same game parlay Bet and Get, Live Bet and Get, and Football Squares. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus cash by playing the exclusive BetRivers Squares this big game. Place $10 wager or more in qualifying bets. You get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use, full terms and conditions available at Bet. Rivers squares. Dot com Stormy Bonantoni Tony live in Phoenix from Radio Row. Matt Brown holding down the fort at our recent studio in Viva Las Vegas. Matt, what's the sports book been like? Like, are we starting to see the like Vegas people start coming in through the freeways and get down to the sports book, starting to place their bets? The people that are coming in into Vegas for the Super Bowl, not just here in Arizona.
5: Yeah, not quite yet. It'll it'll start. I'm, I imagine it will start this evening. Kind of people getting those flights in town, and then certainly. On Thursday, there will be people up and down the strip on Thursday and Friday. If you are coming to Nevada, I should say, go ahead and get the apps. I mean, it is still kind of a little bit of a pain to deposit on them or whatever. But what you don't want to do is have to battle the counters on Super Bowl Sunday. And so, once you get here, just take the half hour that it takes to do the whole sign-up process and get and get you know funded and all that, because the lines get massive, massive, massive on Super Bowl Sunday. People wake up all hungover. They drive. They, you know they. Drag down to the sports book and they wait in line, you know, for hour on end trying to get this done. So either do that or take advantage of the kiosk. Basically every single place on the strip now has kiosks where you can go up and just bet yourself. You don't have to go to the counter. So pro tip right there, my friends.
3: <laughs> yes, slash subscribe. Become a subscriber, get those pro tips. We do give one of them out every single hour on the network. You can find them searchable by sport and by show on vsin.com. That is a great pro tip, though. So, people coming out here, uh, coming out to Vegas, make sure that you're set up properly. Work smarter, not harder. And, I mean, Matt, you're going to experience this firsthand when you come out here and we do a little role reversal this week how many just celebrity interviews, athletes, unique people, and figures in sports that that are roaming all around here. We've had the good fortune to have a bunch of them come on live. Sometimes uh, you have somebody who you have so many questions for because they've been in the news lately, I would say. Dana White certainly would be one of those people. And he popped by yesterday. We caught up with him. We kept it to the fights, obviously. Big UFC 284 coming up this week. The return of Conor McGregor. The return of Jones. Um, Really interesting conversation, though, with Dana White. We wanted y'all to check out. Let's focus a little bit here on UFC 284, Volkanovski and Makachev going head-to-head. And Makachev here, minus 365 favorite. so people expecting him to be dominant in this fight. But we all know, expect the unexpected at times when it comes to this sport. Most of the
6: time in the UFC.
3: Yes, so what would it take on either end for one of those guys to get the job done?
6: Well, when you think about this, you have the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world fighting the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Both are world champions. This has never happened in UFC history. It definitely never happens in in boxing. They never make the big fights when they should, uh, when guys are in the prime and at their best. Uh, The the way I see this fight going is if Makachev can come out and get that takedown Mm -hmm. immediately, it it probably doesn't look good for Volk unless Vulcan pop right back up. But if Vulcan stop the takedown and keep it standing, it's a very interesting fight.
3: Okay, Uh, In the co-main, Yair Rodriguez, not quite as big a favorite, but still a minus 165 price at DraftKings Sportsbook taking on Josh Emmett. Similar question for the two of them Um, on each side. What's it going to take?
6: Yeah, I I see this fight closer to even. Josh Emmett is an absolute stud, man. Guy's got knockout power. He's durable. I don't see that as a minus 165 fight. Oh, I think okay. that's a. I think that fight's a pick 'em.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, but it's it's just so interesting with some of these with some of these fighters, and it's cool too the way that UFC has embraced the sports betting side of things, and you can you can bet different rounds or you know the way that a fight's going to go down. Um, for those types of situations is it is it a knockout type of a thing is there an edge for a a draw and how do you view things like that
6: yeah I I think if you look at the at the Makachev fight you have to be thinking uh that you know Makachev should be a big favorite for a submission he just submitted uh Charles Oliveira who's one of the greatest submission guys in the game um and then uh, for Volk, if he can keep it standing, you, you got you to gotta like Volk for a knockout mm-hmm. if he can keep it on, on the feet. And then uh, you got to like Emmett with the knockout and you got to like Yair possibly by sub.
3: It's also situational, lots of fun. Um, there has been a lot of talk Recently, about Connor McGregor and his return in the coaching game you know for Ultimate yep. Fighter, but him and Michael Chandler coaching against one another, how good is it for the sport to have him back involved
6: yeah it's always when you have a massive superstar you know that comes back like Connor McGregor like John Jones yeah. i mean it, it it just pumps you know uh, energy and excitement into the sport people get fired up, and to have these two coaches uh, the ultimate fighter and the first time we've ever on been on ESPN the network because mm-hmm. it's always been on Plus. So it not only gets everybody excited, but it makes the fight even that much bigger.
3: How has that relationship with ESPN been and just continuing to get USC, uh, UFC in more and more households nationwide?
6: Yeah, it's been great. They, 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 they've been great partners to us. And, uh, you know, the, the relationship has been mer- very mutual. We have brought tons of yeah, uh, subscribers to ESPN Plus and they've been great to us.
3: Uh, you know, Michael Chandler wants to go with Connor. How how's that progressing potentially with those two?
6: Yeah, I, you know, I think there's a level of respect between these two, but uh, the fight itself will be absolutely violent. <laughs> absolutely violent.
3: <laughs> I love all the, the trash talk. I mean, not necessarily trash talk, but like, I want him at his best at it. Like, it's really fun the way they go at each other, even away from the octagon. Well,
6: they're both fun guys. I mean, you know, I've, I've had a great relationship with Connor through his career, um, but Chandler's a great guy too. I love Chandler. So two really good guys. I, I think there's a level of respect there, but you'll definitely hear some trash talking.
3: Yeah. And you mentioned John Jones, of course, arguably one of the, the best ever to do it. And the, the Impact that you've seen with him making his return as well. We haven't seen him since 2020.
6: Right. Um, yeah, th- this is a big fight for him and for Cyril Gahn. You know, it's funny because this fight at heavyweight is better than than the, than the original fight that everybody thought they were going to get with Francis. John Jones was the favorite in the Francis fight. And this fight, Cyril Gahn is the favorite. So for John Jones and his legacy, if he can go in there against Cyril Gahn, who, you know, is absolutely a heavyweight, but moves like a middleweight and is the favorite in the fight. And John Jones can win this fight. It's just so huge for his legacy. And, you know, if you don't like John Jones or whatever your deal is with John Jones, you cannot deny if he wins this heavyweight fight that he's the greatest of all time.
3: Absolutely. Um, we are here at the Super Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. Super Bowl next year is going to be at Vegas. Allegiant Stadium yeah. in Vegas. You got pay per view plans on the mind or the wheels turning already? Not
6: yet, but obviously, you know. I know that's coming up, but it, it would be a no-brainer for us to do a fight on Saturday night and then the Super Bowl on Sunday.
3: I know we're both, you know, huge Vegas people. Yep. How special is that to know the biggest game in the NFL is going to be in your city? Well,
6: you know, you, you, you went through this too. Growing up in Vegas, you never dreamed that the Super Bowl would be in Vegas, you know. Um, so for it to be there now and, and, and for our town to be – as big of a sports town as it is now i mean i always knew it could be back in the day you know the the level that unlv basketball was at you know in the in the late 80s early 90s i mean the whole city embraced it so when you think about it really is a sports town with lots of sports people. Plus, it's the place where all sports fans want to go, yeah. you know, during March Madness, the Super Bowl, whatever it might be. And if you're, your team is playing in Vegas, that's the, the away game you're going to go to. It's just Vegas is such a no-brainer for all, all of sports.
3: I wish that we had more time. I feel like I have 8 million more questions for you. But thank you so much for doing this. And, yeah, next year. I know we're all focused on what's happening coming up Saturday and Sunday. But next year is where I'm already looking ahead. For us ahead. Vegas people. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was not kidding, literally 8 million more questions, Matt. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but it, it, this isn't the setting, obviously, to talk a lot about those other things that do pertain to sports betting, but a good conversation there with Dana. And something that I thought was really interesting that came out of that was what he said about Yair Rodriguez and uh, Josh Emmett going head-to-head, being closer to pick him, minus 165. Is that your mindset, too? Uh,
5: I mean, I, I think Rodriguez is certainly the, the favorite in that one. Maybe not 165, but he's he's going to gain the majority of the money in that one.
3: All right. Just wanted to pick your brain. I I heard that you have a question for me about.
5: No, 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 no. I have something for you, something you can noodle on on your flight back here. Oh, no. Via The Athletic, we I talked to a former things. Gatorade executive who told us under the under anonymity that Gatorade used for the winning bath is selected by Gatorade themselves, and it is intentionally randomized what? to keep people guessing.
3: That's a lie. That's so a lie.
5: there is all this research, all these things that we've been doing. Gatorade picks it themselves and so here's here here's here is a fun are fact though are they messing though. with us they have to fact, be messing with us. the company a company rep in a 2020 interview did say this the most popular flavor in america cool blue in a 2020 press release and also the number four most popular flavor glacier freeze which is light blue so we have two different ways to get this home
3: which is also blue Blue has one back-to-back years, three of the last four as well. That's it for me today from Phoenix, but Vinny Mayulo and Matt coming at you from Vegas next.
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: Before you bet on the big game, check out VEASAN's Big Game Betting Guide today. The Big Game Betting Guide has favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from hosts and guests. Also find out how legendary sports broadcast Brent Musburger is betting on the game. To get the guide and all VEASAN has to offer, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99 American today. You can get that over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. No time for currency conversion today, Canada. Sorry. Look it up yourself because I got Vinnie Maulio on the desk with me. <laughs> Hall of but, Famer, and we got a lot of stories to tell here to close this thing out. You're closing it. You're Mariano Rivera today. This is uh, – how do you feel, man? Are, are, are you – or Aldous Chapman? What, who, who are you?
1: Who would you like to be? It doesn't matter. Whatever you need. Whatever, Whatever you closer need. just what, You know what, know what, don't have a closer just, of choice? I, you know, um, well, I'm a Met fan. Oh. So, so you want to sound a trumpet okay. if you want to, you know. All right. Yeah, that would – oh,
5: we should have done that. <laughs> that have <that'd> been. <laughs> Great, we got to get that going for sure. Yeah. But uh, we were talking a little bit before we came on air. And you yeah, said action starting to pick up a little bit behind
1: us out here. Starting to notice more folks coming to town. Did run into some folks here. We just got here. We're staying. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. not just a, a weekend stay for the Super Bowl. It's uh, an extended stay. Now I'm sh- you know listen. Let, full disclosure, uh, we've yet to see ninety uh, percent of the money that's that's going to be bet on mm-hmm. this game, uh, but we're starting to see. Also, a lot of the locals who don't necessarily want to fight the weekend crowds... Uh, are coming in or getting uh, uh, getting off work again? Three shift town, Matt. So during the course of the day, you got folks that are working swing shift. They're stopping in uh, before or they're getting off uh, at various hours and things. So a good mix of both locals and visitors starting to uh, to play the Super Bowl. And again, uh, we're we're curious to see: uh, Are we going to approach last year's record of nearly 180 million dollars statewide? Should be a, a terrific uh, right. Two very popular teams. I, I mentioned it. Uh, to you and Stormy, uh, during the course of the playoffs, these two teams generated a lot of handle. You know, some of the higher handle games during yeah. the regular season, um, and of course during the playoffs. And uh, so, uh, no reason to think that we won't uh, see a, a big numbers, uh, a volume numbers uh, this uh, this Super Bowl. Yeah,
5: I agree with you as well. I mean, it's one of those things where I know people were you know, talk about the expansion of sports betting across mm-hmm. the rest of the country, but this is an experience, right? It's different. Like, it's not, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I always tell people. It's like, listen, the, if you want to talk about here and there, maybe a little bit of a, a, of a knock on Vegas, but like for the big events, man, the 10-pole event, they're coming here still because it's yeah. just a, it's, a, it's an experience to come and ex, and sit in a, you know, sports book this big and be able to go up and down and, mm-hmm. you know, five-star restaurants left and right and all those things.
1: Great point, Matt. You know, yeah. we've always drawn a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. but So pre-PASPA, Las Vegas, Uh, Drew more people than the host city. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because you know there's 165,000 plus rooms is a pretty good inventory, and of course the Super Bowl parties. Right? Not everybody can get into the game. Listen, I know that uh, the folks down in in Phoenix, Tempe, they're going to do a great job. Uh, We're looking forward to next year. Uh, And again, that that we'll talk about. That'll Mm -hmm. be that'll be off the charts. I think that that we can we can already start that record talk now. But I think it to your point. Whenever there is an event that goes on, whether it's nationally, but especially here, Matt, the Las Vegas experience and everything that goes with it, and in recent years, particularly in the last oh, 15 years, with the great dining experiences, right, the shopping uh, you know, uh, uh, the variety of of shows and entertainment options. Uh, and, of course, uh, the betting and, you know, the table games. When I say the betting, it's not just on the Super Bowl. It's the table games. It's the slots. Uh, you know, we've got a, a tremendous bingo right. all year. We've got million-dollar uh, bingo events that take place here during the course of the year uh, at South Point. So everything that goes on with it, that's what people migrate to. They love the, uh, the, the variety of of everything that goes along with the Super Bowl.
5: And if you are coming to Vegas, just remember this right out here at the South Point Sportsbook. You start seeing these numbers start to move a little bit, mm-hmm. and then that juice starts to move at the other books out there. You do not have to worry about that here, which is a right. big, big differentiator for you guys compared to everybody else up and down the street.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Matt. A couple of things about that. You know, if it does, you know, when, when, when Matt's talking about it, is if it gets to three, which I don't know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're starting to realize that the Chiefs are getting healthier, so I don't anticipate this maybe going up, and we're sitting at two right now. But more importantly, uh, when you're betting the side right now at either uh, the Eagles minus two, Or the Chiefs plus two. And again, if that number moves to whatever it is, it's 105 on the straight bets, not 110. So we've got 105 juice. And by the way, our uh, straddle on the money line is a dime. So we're at minus 20 on the Eagles right now, plus a dime, plus 110 on the Chiefs. So yeah, uh, you know, our our props, the straddle on our props. Uh, starts uh, at uh, 20 cents and then goes from there as, as they go up. But, uh, yeah, certainly the pricing is something that uh, we take a, a great deal of pride providing in. Providing
5: a great experience for for the betters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick before we get into to some of the story yeah. that you got for us. Now, we know typically the casual betters come out in droves with for the Super Bowl. They might not bet but a couple of times all year, but the Super Bowl is going to be those guys. We've typically seen they want to bet overs on the total. They want yeah. to bet the dog on the money line, things like that. Do you expect that to continue? I mean, what is the trend of that? I mean, I know that was yep. something we just we, we just thought was going to happen forever, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe people are more sophisticated. Maybe people listen to this network a little bit more.
1: You know, I don't know. I think uh, yes, 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 yes <laughs> uh, to all of the above. Uh, uh, good points all around, Matt. Now, no question. Now, listen, we're, we're holding 51. 51 is high, mm-hmm. especially for a couple of teams that are really, I think, going to try, particularly the Eagles, if they want to run. But – Listen, I I always make this analogy, right? You you see the fans and they, you know, even even Philly fans, right? We love our defense. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the husband and wife, you know, the husband's got the, the, you know, uh, the wife's got the big D, the husband's got the picket fence (laughs) and they're all, everybody, you know, you know, 60,000 people are chanting deep. They're lying. They they, they, they want points. They love their (laughs) points. They love to bet over. Uh, Now. They typically like to bet, uh, you know, the, uh, where they think they're going to get some some money. Yeah. You know, the, the, the toothpick for the lumberyard, right, yeah. the, with, with, you know, five and six teamers and doing different things with props. Um, and they spread them out. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they're putting a couple hundred on the game, they might bet about, you know, uh, take that other hundred mm-hmm. and make me bet about five different props. But they typically do like to bet their players, to go over totals, uh, they like to bet. Uh, you know, uh, you nobody, know, the game over. Nobody
5: sitting at their Super Bowl party going three and
0: out. No, three exactly.
1: Out. Come yeah. On, no. Let's nobody. Do nobody nobody's doing out. that. And again, they might chant, "Let's go defense," but then they're saying, "You know, pick six. <laughs> right, you know, because yeah. you know, points involved there too. So yeah, it's uh, it's good. And uh, you know what? It's a good mix of the casual and professionals.
5: One of the things I love uh, whenever I get to talk to people who have been in the game a long time is some of the great stories that have come out. Of course, you shared with us the fridge prop story oh my God. a couple of different yeah. times here. But I, I I do want to talk about the great refund
1: story here. Great refund. Uh, this one, uh, this one, I know Stormy Stormy always liked this one too. And uh, this one involved the Packers and the Patriots, 1997, and uh, Super Bowl 31. Um, the the Packers were 14-point favorites in that game. And of course uh, uh, they wound up winning by exactly 14 points. And I'm telling my staff, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to sit and and the line started to form immediately after the game because there weren't as many props Mm -hmm. back then. I mean, at that time, uh, in 97, I think we we had a a record number of props around that time, which was 75, which is like a couple of pages (laughs) now. We're up to over 400, 500. (laughs) So I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're gonna incur all this. So over time, we're gonna do this. So I'm thinking, all right, what do we do with this? How do we entice people to do something? So we had a board, It was at Caesars Palace at the time, and I only had the big boards, but I had a board on the side, and I said, you know what? Do this. Let's put up next year's we had the futures up already right. for uh, for Super Bowl thirty-two. I said, let's put up the NFC AFC prop. And I put up the NFC at like, I don't know, field goal or something right. like that. We did over hundred thousand dollars worth of business. <laughs> on people that were cashing out tickets. And, and, and we kept making announcements. Right. And it was right there, too. They couldn't miss it. You know, there's 12 windows and this big, big flashing board that said, hey, don't wait for next year to bet this new. And we're making announcements. So we did over 100000 on on that one. And, you know, it was a refund, but we still got people right. to invest a year ahead of time. That's
5: so amazing. And, of course, this is something that... Every, you know betters want to hear about. Let's talk about Black Sunday.
1: Black Sunday, 1979, yeah. Super Bowl 13, Steelers-Cowboys. Uh, game opened like two and a half. Uh, Steelers like two and a half. Got as high as four, five, depending on where you were here in Las Vegas, of course. Didn't do the numbers we do now. The game falls exactly four. And again, I still feel bad for Jackie Smith. Black Sunday. Why? Because we wound up having to pay both sides of the game. Now in the Super Bowl, if you, can you imagine? Right. I know. I just, if it was $180 million. <laughs> we got middled on the Super Bowl today. Vinny Vinny you see Vinny back in a dice pit. Yeah, 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 Second so, yeah. that guy. I think that guy he used to he used to be he used to be a bookie. What is he doing sitting box now on a dice table? Well, that, that hence the middle. Yeah, that was Black Sunday.
5: Oh, man, that is just absolutely fantastic. So where do you think this thing ends up, just your gut feeling? Do we get on the other side of 51? Do we see this thing head back towards the Chiefs, or do you think it pushes more towards the Eagles?
1: I think we're going to start seeing – now, we're, we're a little high on the Eagles right now at mm. two, but now with the uh, the Chiefs secondary getting uh, getting a big boost uh, with Snead coming back and uh, he's, being, he's been green-lighted, uh, I think we'll start seeing some Chiefs money. We did take some Chiefs uh, money line action, especially with uh, the 10-cent straddle, mat. Um but uh wouldn't I I don't see it really, you know, variant. It's it's not gonna go drastically uh like uh, some people might have expected. And Mahomes appears to be healthy.
5: You guys come see Vinny here at the South Point, like I said, no no messing with the juice out here, no. right? Now the line's just gonna move. You don't have to worry about what's going on with any of That's that right. at the South Point. Thanks to all of our guests down there in Phoenix as well. I'm going to get on a plane. Stormy's gonna be back in this chair tomorrow. Stick around to visit. slash compatibility.